Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land today? How was your weekend? I hope your weekend was well, because mine sure was. We had a lot of nice weather this weekend, all right? It was a wonderful, wonderful thing. So let's get into episode 36, people. Episode 36, and again, like Coach Luke said, man, it just seems like yesterday we were on episode one and two. We didn't know too much about what we were going to do, how we were going to do it, but it was a beautiful thing. We was eager, and we kept pushing, and now we got our professional grind on, baby. We got our professional grind on. Everybody is moving and shaking and doing what we got to do. Well, let's get into episode 36, all right? But before we get into episode 36, you know what we got to do, people. We got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Let's get into episode 36. The name of episode 36 is Familiar Ground. The name of episode 36, people, Familiar Ground. And of course, as you know, Coach Luke liked to ease his way into the top, the top, uh, topic of the, um, show. And so I'll get into that in a little bit later. But right now we're going to start the episode off with the AAU. All right. What we're going to start doing uh, uh, is is involving the AAU uh, programs into all things basketball podcast. And, of course, like Coach Luke said, I got a listener um, hit me up on the gram and said, Coach Luke, you never talk about the AAU. And at that time, we were still gathering data and information about the AAU. And so I didn't want to jump out the window and start talking about stuff that I really wasn't too sure about. And so since then, we've done a whole lot of research to where now we feel comfortable about talking about the AAU. So let's get it started. The way we're going to get it started, people, is this. We're going to start with the top 10 AAU programs, all right? And we're going to start with, we're going to go from number 10 and work our way down to number one. Now, each episode, we're going to do three. So we're going to do today, we're going to do 10, 9, and 8. All right? And then Wednesday, we'll do 7, 6, and 5. And we'll keep working our way down. What that winds up doing for the listeners is that when they, when we start talking about single players and where they're going to college and what AAU um, outfit they play for, you can kind of connect the dots then. We didn't want to do the AAU and name, say, Houston Hoops, and you guys would say, well, what's that? Houston Hoops, what is that? And so that's why we're going to start naming from the top, from the top 10 teams, all right? We're going to do the top 10 AAU teams, okay? Starting at number 10. Number 10 is the Houston Hoops. I just mentioned it, people. Number 10 is the Houston Hoops. Very story franchise in the AAU programs. Have won a lot of tournaments over the years. A lot of tournaments. And I'm going to tell you, 
They get ballers from that Houston, New Orleans area, and a lot of guys that we watch on TV in the NBA actually come from the Houston Hoops, all right? And so they're a very story franchise. They're our number 10. They're number 10 on the list, okay? Because like Coach Luke said, we're going to go from number 10 and we're going to work our way down to number one. And so number 10 is the Houston Hoops, all right? And so I want to let you know some of the players that have come out of the Houston Hoops program. We've got Kendrick Perkins. He came out of the Houston Hoops program, all right? We've got Rashad Lewis, also came out of the Houston Hoops program. And we got Steven Jackson, Stacko Jacko, my man. He came out of the Houston Hoops program, all right? And so those are some guys that have come out of the Houston Hoops program and have had successful runs in the NBA. And that's the way that we're going to kind of do this thing so that you guys, my listeners, can connect the dots. Even if you haven't heard of the Houston Hoops before, I know you've probably heard of one of those three NBA ballers that I just mentioned. All right? Number nine, the Indiana Elite, another storied franchise in the AAU archives, another team that really wins a lot, a lot of tournaments, all right? And what happens with the Indiana elite, a lot of people say they love home court. They love home cooking. What that means is that most people who want to play against the Indiana elite, they come to the state of Indiana to play them. So that's why a lot of people say the Indiana elite love home cooking. They like to play on their home court. And there's nothing wrong with that. If they like to play on their home court, then you need to go out there and beat them on their home court. But that's what's going on with the Indiana Elite. They're a very strong franchise. They win a lot of tournaments also. They're coming in at number nine on our list of ten. All right? And some of the players that have come out of the Indiana Elite program are the Plumley Brothers, Mason and Marshall. All right. And there's four Plumley brothers. There's four Plumley brothers. But I believe only Mason and Marshall played for the Indiana Elite. Eric Gordon also played for the Indiana Elite. All right. And Cody Zeller has played for the Indiana Elite. All right. And I know Cody has a brother that's played, but I don't know if he played for the Indiana Elite. Right here, it just says Cody Zeller. So that's number nine, the Indiana Elite. All right. And numbers, number eight, the family Detroit. Wow. That Detroit area, baby. And now with the family Detroit, people are letting Coach Luke know, man, they got an excellent female uh, branch of the family Detroit. You might go to the, the Detroit area and get your butt beat by the females, man. And that's a beautiful thing, man. And they, but they also have, a strong, strong regimen of AAU period. And, of course, they're coming in strong at number eight, the family Detroit. And some of the players that have played or have come out of the family Detroit is Chris Webber, all right? We know Chris Webber, commentary, all right? Draymond Green, Golden State Warriors, all right? Zach Randolph, all right? And uh, Morris Peterson. Okay, and Stephen Smith, 
All right. He also came out of the family of Detroit. So they have a story franchise. And like I said, like Coach Luke said, you might go over there and the female AAU team might tear into you and beat your butt. So you got to watch the family Detroit. They come in at number eight. And so that's our AAU segment of all things basketball podcast for this Monday. And we'll continue going down the list. We'll have um, seven six, and five on Wednesday. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right, people. We had the WNBA All-Star Festivities and Game this past weekend. I hope all y'all watched it, man. It was phenomenal, man. I mean, they pulled out all the stops from the performances to the contests to the actual All-Star Game. I mean, the All-Star Game was very, very tight. 129-126, man. The West prevailed, man. All right, the West prevailed. I'll tell you, it was a wonderful game, man. And, of course, Brittany Grinder was the first woman to bang it down twice, banging it down two dunks in one game. She really showed out, man. All right, but, you know, you got you're not, you got uh, Erica Wheeler was the MVP, all right, of the Indiana Fever. And so they really performed. Those ladies was out there, and they really performed. And, of course, you know Coach Luke was watching it here and there. I mean, I was in and out, but I was watching it as much as I could because you know Coach Luke, as he always said, I love that WNBA. Love it, love it, love it. And so the women performed at a high, high level this weekend. And I think I saw Maya Moore in the crowd. I really think I saw Miss Maya Moore in the crowd. I guess she was teasing the WNBA like, y'all know y'all want me to be out here, but I'm just going to lay back and spectate and eat some popcorn. But I believe I saw Maya Moore. I'm not too sure, so don't hold me on that. But I think Maya Moore was out in the audience shaking hands and watching the game. Not too sure, so again, don't hold Coach Luke on that. But I thought I got a glimpse of Maya Moore in the audience. But back to the game, it was a wonderful game, people. A wonderful game, a tight game, all right? Elena Deladon, all right? Liz Cabbage, I'm telling you. They were playing, man. I'm telling you. Erica Wheeler, all right? A lot of them were out there. You know, Diana Taurasi. They were, they were all out there performing and doing their thing. And it was a great, great event, man. It was an excellent, excellent event. And, you know, it's just going to get bigger and bigger, and better, and better. And Vegas really showed out. They really opened the red carpet for our ladies, man. It was a wonderful performance and a wonderful show. The WNBA should be proud that they put on such a great, great show. All right? And as you also know, they had a lot of meetings, the WNBA, this past weekend. And so I hope a lot of the issues and a lot of the things that was on the table at the meetings with the general managers and the owners got uh, taken care of and so that the WNBA can continue to grow. I mean, this is an excellent thing. The women are out there performing at a high, high level. And so it's a wonderful thing 
when you see it all come together like it came together this past weekend. And so it was a great, great performance for the WNBA. Now listen, I'm going to tell you guys right now. Liberty, let's go. All Things Basketball Podcast, we would like to do a game, all right? Again, as I said, we won't break the bank, but we got to negotiate a little something. I'm coming with my whole staff, so we got to negotiate a little bit. But we're not going to break the bank. We want to do a show, all right, preferably at Madison Square Garden or up in Westchester. We know you split your home games. Let's get it done. And like I said, I'm not going to put no players' names out there, but at least two to three other players on the Liberty tune in to All Things Basketball Podcast. But you know why? Because they hit me on the gram and tell me, great show, Coach Loop. So I don't want to put their names out there, but listen, they're hearing me, and hopefully they'll go upstairs to their bosses and say, hey, man, Coach Luke really wants to do a show. I think you need to give him a call. (laughs) But that's all right. Back to the WNBA. They really, really put together a great, great performance, a great, great show this weekend. Snoop Dogg, Iggy Azalea, DJ Liz Cabage. I mean, they really really perform. I tell you, they really perform. And Liz Cabage on the ones and twos, Boy, it was something else. And so you really have to give it up for the WNBA. They really showed out. Kudos to all of the women, the whole staff, the coaching staffs, the players, the referees, and Las Vegas. Las Vegas really knows how to open the doors, baby. Las Vegas is a beautiful place, and they know how to open the doors. It's a great, great thing. All right? And so that's what happened. This past weekend. And now we're getting in to the second half of the WNBA. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, and you know if you need good training, hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like download. Come on, people, all things basketball podcasts is for you. Let's go. Well, like I said once before, and I'll say it again, if you want to be a sponsor on the show, if you want to have ads to your company on the show, hit me up on Instagram, all things basketball podcasts on Instagram. And if you go to my Facebook feed and you want to be a sponsor on the show or you want your company's ads on the show, you hit me up at all things basketball podcasts on Facebook Hit that little email button, leave your information, I'll also get right back to you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, one Russell Westbrook was introduced to the Houston Rockets yesterday. All right. It was a very interesting um, um, press conference. Very interesting. All right. And, and, and you know, it was Daryl Morey. It was just Daryl Morey and Russell Westbrook. It was a wonderful thing, I tell you. And so they were asking Russell Westbrook a few questions, and he said, you know, he's very familiar with James Harding. You know, they grew up, and they were playing ball since the tender age of 10. And so he stated that it's familiar ground. You know, they they played in OKC already together. Of course, Kevin Durant was there with those two. And so 
uh, Russell Westbrook is saying, hey, this is nothing new for me and James. This is familiar. This is a, a familiar ground. You know what I'm saying? And so this is why the name of this podcast is called Familiar Ground, because Russell Westbrook feels that they ain't going to take nothing less than the NBA championship this season. They're shooting for it right out the gate. And it's a beautiful thing. And I tell you, they really didn't have to give anybody up, people. They didn't have to give any players up other than Chris Paul. Everybody else is still in the building. Austin Rivers, Eric Gordon, Clint Capella, P.J. Tucker. Everybody's still in the building. And so the Houston Rockets, you have to watch them. You really have to watch them. Now, in Coach Luke's opinion, guess what? The Houston Rockets have made moves each and every year that James Harden has been there. Nothing has worked, and it doesn't seem like James Harden can really mesh with anybody. He really wants people to mesh to his game. And so maybe Russell Westbrook is the type that will mesh his game to James Harden's. But I think it's going to have to be give and take, people. It's going to have to be give and take between the both of them. They're both going to have to blend and sacrifice something for them to go further and further in the NBA Finals or get to, to get to the NBA Finals. They're going to have to make a strong sacrifice in the beginning of the season and lead up into the, uh, the, the playoffs. And so that's what it's going to take for the Houston Rockets to really transcend up and make things happen this season. Now, in my eyes, do they have enough to get to the championship and win the championship? You better believe they do. But it's going to have it's going to take some work and some sacrifice. And we don't know. We we got two alpha males right now. We got the beard James Harden and we got uh um Russell Westbrook, two former MVPs, all right? Really guys that have not shared the mantle with anyone, all right? Now, when they were in OKC, they were all young, all three of them, Kevin Durant, uh, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. They were finding their way in the NBA at that time. So I don't count that. What I count now is that they're all MVPs, they're all established, they're all 30-plus, and they're ready to perform. And so we'll find out this season if James Harden is ready to give up a little bit and take a little bit and whether Russell Westbrook is ready to give up a little bit and take a little bit to make that situation run like a well-oiled machine. And if that happens, then you will have the, the, the team that the Houston Rockets really want and you have a team that's a threat in the West because, again, like Coach Luke said, the West is loaded. But Russell Westbrook has already stated that, hey, this is very familiar ground. Me and James Harding, we've played since we were 10 years old. So this is nothing new to me or him. And I hope it works out. I really hope it works out, people. They've got enough talent to make it happen. All right? A lot of people have been asking me, hey, Coach Luke, do you think they got enough talent to win it all? You better believe they got enough talent to win it all. All right. But to win it all, you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. A lot of people talk about LeBron James and that he's selfish. No way could he be selfish 
and hold three championship rings. All right. LeBron even had to succumb and give to Dwayne Wade and give to Chris Bosh and let them do their thing so that he could do his thing when they were in Miami. And even when he came back to Cleveland, he had to bestow some of that to Kyrie Irving and let things happen that way sometime or J.R. Smith so that, you know, you can't win a championship, people, if you're not willing to spread the wealth. You got to be able to spread the wealth because not one player can win a championship. That's on any level. But right now we're talking about the NBA and not one player can win a championship. And so in Houston, we kind of got off. In Houston, they're going to have to give and take. Both great superstars, both great scorers, both know what to do, but they're going to have to give and take. They're going to have to be able to share, you know. You know, they're going to have to be able to share the ball and perform at a high, high level. But I think they do have the talent, and it wouldn't surprise me if Houston hoists the trophy. They have the talent to do it, people. They really do. All right. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we're getting ready to talk about one Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony's the number one player in the country on the high school level. He'll be attending the University of North Carolina playing under the great Roy Williams. Wonderful, wonderful situation. He's also the son of former Nick Greg Anthony. And so, you know, Cole Cole Anthony, excuse me, has already said that he's going to be one and done. And, I mean, you know, a lot of people are up in the air because he hasn't even played one college game. But Cole Anthony's a baller, people. You could see it all in his game. He's going to be one and done. So why not say it? You know, why not say it? People are a little upset at Cole Anthony for saying he's going to be one and done, but he's definitely going to be one and done. Anybody that watched Cole Anthony perform on the basketball court can tell he's going to be one and done. You don't even have to worry about that. He's going to be one and done, and he's going to go in the top five picks next next spring. We know this, all right? He's going to go and to top five picks, all right? And so Cole Anthony is just stating a fact. He is going to be one and done, now provided no injuries, all right? And so maybe that's why the media is up in a roar at Cole Anthony's comments. But I love it. I guess because Coach Luke is a coach, I love the confidence. You know, I'm also into the media, of course, with the podcast, but I'm also a coach. All right. And so I love confidence that exudes out of players when they talk like this. I love it because that just means all you got to do is back it up, young man. And Cole Anthony is going to back it up, people. He's a phenomenal player. There's no way he's not going to be one and done again, provided no injuries. There's no way he won't be one and done. So Cole Anthony is just stating a fact, people. Listen, after my one year in North Carolina, I will be heading to the NBA. And I also believe the reason why Cole Anthony said this is because you've had a lot of uh, meetings at the NBA Summer League 
this past summer, and no one has talked about uh, uh, um, letting go of the one-and-done rule, all right? And so I guess he probably thought that they would let it go this summer, but they haven't let it go. I don't know. Maybe Commissioner Silver will mention something before this upcoming season. But right now, one and done is still in place, people. One and done is still in place. And so you either got to be 19 years old or you have to play one year, full year of collegiate basketball. All right? Or do the route. Go to overseas like a LaMelo Ball or R.J. Hampton, you know, and then come back. You know, so you either got to be 19 years old or you got to go to a college institution and perform at a high, high level and come back. And so I think what Cole Anthony is, and Cole Anthony is going the collegiate route, of course, but I think what Cole Anthony is stating is a fact. After the first year of college, he will be entering the draft. It also cuts out a lot of questions so that he can perform at a high, high level throughout the year. He won't have to answer these type of questions every game, before every game, after every game. I think it's okay that he just came out recently and said, look, I'm only playing one year at North Carolina and vamos, I'm gone. I'm going to the NBA. You don't have to ask this question. You already know what I'm going to, what I'm going to do. And so leave it at that. And let me perform at the University of North Carolina at a high, high level for one season, and then I'm off to the races. And so that's what Cole Anthony is saying out of um, out of New York right now. He's saying he's going to be one and done, and that's a definite fact. He's going to be one and done. All right. Will Jackson Hayes have to fight for minutes? No, he will not have to fight for minutes, people. Did you watch the NBA uh, Summer League? Because I know I watched it a little bit, as much as I could. Jackson Hayes is going to play, man. And don't be surprised if Jackson Hayes doesn't start on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Jackson Hayes is a phenomenal talent. So I don't know what's coming up with, is he going to have to fight for minutes? Now, of course, that's it's a very, very young and deep team in New Orleans. All right. But Jackson Hayes is not going to have any problem performing and getting minutes on that team. The intangibles, people. He just does too many things on the basketball court not to be on the basketball court. You understand what I'm saying? He does way too many things on the basketball court not to be on the basketball court. He blocks shots. He rebounds. He hustles more than anybody else. He dunks. He scores. He he, he can do it all. He can do it all. Jackson Hayes can really do it all. And don't be surprised if, if you know, he, he performs even at a higher level than a lot of people think. He's an excellent player. Jackson Hayes is an excellent, excellent player. And so he definitely won't have to fight for minutes. He definitely, probably some other players might have to fight for minutes, but not Jackson Hayes, baby. He is a baller, and any coach, any coach would love to have him on their team and put him out there so he could perform at a high, high level. And I wish whoever was asking this question would have watched the NBA Summer League because this would not even be a question. 
if you watch the NBA Summer League. He's a phenomenal player, man. A phenomenal player. Now, of course, like all young players, they're going to have to get their feet under them. They're going to have to work their way into the NBA. They're playing with men. They're not playing with guys their age no more. And so it'll be a little rocky in the beginning. I don't expect them to come out like gangbusters. But if there's a guy in this rookie class that could come out like a gangbuster, it could be Jackson Hayes. It could be Jackson Hayes. Don't be surprised if he did come out there like that, people. But I don't believe, and Coach Luke doesn't believe, that Jackson Hayes has anything to worry about. He's going to perform at a high, high level. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Once again, if you want to have ads to your company on the show, uh, if you want to be a sponsor to the show, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Leave a message. And if you go to Facebook, All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button and leave your information in that box right there. And we'll get right back to you. If you want to be a sponsor on the show or you want to put your company ads on the show. Thank you very much. Well, all right, let's get into the, keep going. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Brandon Ingram, not too happy about the trade. All right, now this is a perfect example of of a young man that really, um, I don't know how to put it. I'm not saying he's not grateful that he's in the NBA, but the NBA is a business, people. And I don't care if you were the first pick or second pick. I believe he was the second pick maybe three years ago, coming out of Duke, all right? And so, listen, man, when they want to package you and and send you to another team, that could be a blessing in disguise, Brandon Ingram. Go out there and perform at a high, high level. But what's coming out of the New Orleans Pelicans building is that he doesn't look happy, all right? You know, he, he doesn't look enthused about wearing a Pelican uniform, and so some people in the Pelican building are questioning uh, the move, all right? Now, Josh Hart's over there, all right? And Lonzo Ball's over there, and they're very excited at the breath of fresh air that they're going to get. And I think Brandon Ingram should be excited too. But right now, they're saying Brandon Ingram is not excited, all right? He doesn't want to practice with the rest of the guys, You know, he's missing because a lot of teams have open practices. So now maybe he's waiting for the uh, camp to start September 15th. It might not necessarily be that um, he's not happy. They just haven't seen him. All right. And I guess he's not answering phone calls from what I'm gathering. So, I mean, this is why they're saying that Brandon Ingram is not happy. But... You know, we never know. You know, he might have needed time to adjust to the trade. All right. You're going from L.A., a very big market, a very big melting pot, and you're going to New Orleans, a much, much smaller market. Okay. Nevertheless, it's an NBA team, but it's a much, much smaller market. All right. And so now what's going on is that you're going from a big market to a small market. But that's all right. 
That's all right. Perform at a high, high level. Now, Brandon Ingram is an excellent ball player. He's just had some injuries along the way when he was in Los Angeles. And I never thought that Brandon Ingram got his feet up under him, to be honest. I never thought he got his feet up under him while he was with the Los Angeles Lakers. It was uh, uh, 10 to 20 games, an injury. 10 to 20 games, an injury. And recently, he had the blood clot issue. So this season was up and down also. And so, and, and you can't play when it comes to the blood clots because it ended Chris Bosch's career. And so, you know, you got to be careful when you have the blood clots in the leg. And so that was his situation this season. And so that's why he was uh, up and down with the Los Angeles Lakers all season long, tending to that. But coming out of the New Orleans Pelicans building, they're saying that Brandon Ingram doesn't look happy. He's not returning the calls for workouts. He's not returning any calls from the New Orleans building. And I guess he has to adjust to finally being traded. But he might not be upset. But from what they're saying, if you're not answering calls to your employer, then you, you're not, you know, it leaves everything up for question, people. It leaves everything up for question. So that's what's going on with Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, all right, people. Another wonderful, wonderful episode, okay? I tell you, man, episode 36, Familiar Ground. Wonderful show. I like to thank all the listeners, the people that share, download. I definitely like to give my staff, the All Things Basketball Podcast staff, a big round of applause because they're here with me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 8, giving their all, helping me, their input, everything, so that everything can run smooth for you guys when we hit the air. And so I'd like to thank you guys for listening to another great episode, episode 36, Familiar Ground, all right? And have a good night, good night, and God bless.